Welcome in to the Crosstown Baseball Show here on July 31st, 2023, and it is trading season out there. Uh, and the Cubs and Sox have already been making some moves and um, looking forward to talking about it here with uh, with my friend and co-host, Anthony Romanelli. It's been um, two weeks since we've had a show. A lot's been going on. Romanelli, you uh, you had an excursion in Portland, from what I hear. I did. It was fantastic. The mountains are beautiful. The people are wonderful. All they need is a baseball team. And maybe I'll consider moving out there. Uh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Uh, could not have had a better week or so out there. Loved it. That's that's awesome. Well, welcome back. Uh, when 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 uh, when Romanelli came back, him and I spent a lot of time uh, together over the last week. We actually went to two games. Um, we went to the most recent or uh, the Cub Sox game last Tuesday, um, and obviously the Cubs, uh, you know, sweeped the White Sox in that two game series. It's uh, still a tender topic. Uh, but in addition to that, Romanelli, we also went to yesterday's game, Sunday's uh, um, last game of the series. The Guardians played the White Sox and uh, we had a unique experience because we got to meet someone in the in the White Sox organization. That was cool. We got to meet Len Casper, uh, Len Casper, former Cub announcer for 16 years, which both of us didn't realize it was that long. Uh, current. Uh, White Sox radio announcer, super nice guy. And if you don't know what he looks like, there we go. <laughs> That's a good shot. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I trim my nails just for this. There you go. You know what? What a good sport. Um, what I will say is it was such a cool event. We went in there. It was he was a good dude. So generous with his time. And it, it was really cool to meet, you know, personally, my favorite broadcaster um up to this point that i've ever i've ever listened to i mean there's there's folks i think and you know this um experiencing comes fandom for a long time you know there's broadcasters you grow up with those you gravitate to i grew up with len casper folks i mean he's he's yep. he's my favorite for a reason so um yeah. uh, so Ladies and gentlemen, we had some big show news today. We're going to talk about two things. Number one, huge show news. Number two, we're going to talk trade deadline because a lot has happened already as we are less than 23 hours uh, from the 2023 trade deadline. And we have two teams going in vastly different directions. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, before we get to that, though, we do have a major show announcement. We have a change coming to the Crosstown Baseball Show. And one, as you could tell by Romanelli, one we are both very, very excited about. So yeah. let me give you the backstory of kind of why this is this change is occurring. Um, Romanelli and I have loved doing this show. Obviously, we love our teams. Romanelli loves the Cubs. I love our White Sox. Um, and hearts will always be there. But as we've been doing this, we've started to realize how much we really enjoy talking about all the other great things that are happening in baseball. May it be all the teams that are now competitive because more teams are going into the playoffs. May it be Shohei Otani and what's coming for him. Uh, the greatest baseball player to ever live. Um, rule changes, uh, things going on with all these teams that are getting fascinating. You know, you talk about Portland Romanelli. We talk about expansion teams that's coming up soon. There's going to be a lot to talk about in the entire sport. And as you may have noticed, we find ourselves in recent shows talking a lot about everything outside of the Cubs and Sox. And sometimes we go down the rabbit hole. So what we thought 
is we wanted to capitalize on that energy. And going forward, we will not be talking about just Cubs and Sox here. We will be talking about all of Major League Baseball. So here's what this means. It means two things. Number one, the Crosstown Baseball Show name is going away, as is the logo and the branding as you've known it over the last six, seven months here, if you believe we've been doing that for this long. Um, I know that stuff is going away. We will be having a new name. We will have new branding. And number two, the topics that we talk about weekly are going to vary. One day we may talk about Shohei Otani. One day we may visit the Cubs and the Sox and talk about what's going on with them. Maybe one day we have a special guest. Maybe it's a writer from a different certain team. Maybe it's a minor league player, an agent. Who knows? Um, I've already been kind of have a list of names of folks that I want to get on this show to just talk about the sport that we love to talk about baseball. Um, so it is going to be a wide range of topics. And we think we're really going to like, you're really going to like where we take this. There's going to be a lot more variety and it's going to be a show where we're really focused on growing the love of the game because that's what we're all here for. So um, before I release the logo and show you all the logo and announce the new name, Romanelli, it's a big move for us. How do you feel? I feel good um, with 30 teams and potentially counting. And like you said, we have so much to talk about every week that we're limiting ourselves with just talking about the Cubs and Sox. Uh, you mentioned... Otani, you've got the trade deadline as we speak with less than 24 hours to go. Uh, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, every team has so much going on. Um, we had made predictions at the beginning of the year through the baseball, I'm sorry, through the Crosstown Baseball Show. Uh, some of those predictions are coming true, some are not, but it <laughs> behooves us to expand our horizons outside of Chicago as we Again, to Anthony's point about having done this for six or seven months, uh, we want to keep going. And in order for us to do that, not only successfully for Chicago, but for all baseball fans, we thought it would be in everybody's interest to expand the show uh, to all 30 teams and counting uh, when the additional teams show up. So everything from the baseball rules that have impact the game to finding out just last week or the other day that based on the rule changes, uh, baseball attendance is up dramatically uh, over uh, this point last year. So there's so many different directions we can take this uh, show every week and, and we intend to, and that's kind of the, the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And quite frankly, folks, you're going to see a show that has a little bit more structure. There's going to be um, a little more purpose behind some of the things that we do, a little more engaging things, a little more interactive things that will um, pop up every week. Um, and um, we actually, and and most likely, and I, I'm saying this knowing Romanelli, we haven't talked about this yet, but to plan for the first show of the switchover, we are probably going to take the next week off um, and then come back in two weeks because we have to actually uh, finalize planning what the show structure will look like going forward. So we've talked about that, but we need to finalize that. So we have a good robust show for you here um, as quickly as possible. So having said all of that, we're all very excited. Now, let me introduce to you the new MLB show. And that will be the lineup card with Shulo and Romanelli. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, we are switching from the Crosstown Baseball Show and effective right after this show that you're listening to now, we will be known as the lineup card with Shulo and Romanelli, an all-baseball podcast. So, we're very excited about that. Um, and-, and the only reason, let, let's be real, the only reason Shulo got first dibs on the names it's because we won. I lost. I'm sorry. I lost two out of three in hand, uh, rock paper scissors because <laughs> because alphabetically we know R comes before S. That uh, is true. Good call. Good call. Oh um, hi, cat. <laughs> yeah, I I have to get better if I'm gonna compete against you or if you saw on television some kid competed against uh, Christopher Morell from the Cubs in a rock paper scissors, and I think the kid lost too. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was cute. So uh, I lost the rock paper scissors. So hence my name is second. Uh, I also <laughs> like I also like my uh, my my moniker, the other Anthony. I kind of like that. We uh, can keep that. We'll keep that. So actually, maybe 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 in two weeks when we come back, it'll be the lineup card with Anthony and the other Anthony. <laughs> that, that might be. I that has a ring to it. Say that again. Has a ring to it. It kind of does, actually. <laughs> and and I think I should just leave it like this. And then once we start selling merch, you know, Anthony Shulo and then the other Anthony, and I can start <laughs> signing stuff as the other Anthony, and that's it. Just TOA the other Anthony. Initial 50, TOA. Uh, 50, 50 years, fifty years from now, it's going to be a, a pricey autograph. It will be. Uh, at least worth uh, 11, at least worth eleven cents, maybe. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Well, inflation. 15 yeah. cents. Yeah, 15 um, cents on the black market. Who knows? <laughs> folks, we're really zillion Bitcoin. <laughs> folks, we're really excited for this. Um, and and first off, before I or lastly, I, I should say, before we get to the trade deadline talk, um, you know, as we're moving to the to the lineup card and to the new show, um, we're still going to be everywhere you listen to us, right? I mean, you're going to be able to see the listen to our old episodes. We're still going to have the podcast. We're still going to do the video, obviously. What you see on YouTube here is going to look a little different uh, with the new branding, but everywhere you find us and listen to us, it's still going to be the same. It's just things are going to look a little different, and the topics are going to look a little different. And every week you're going to get something different. So I think that's that's uh, that'll be the great for everybody. But um, we'll put that aside for now. You'll start to see that here soon. But as the last kind of thing we talk about on this rendition of the show, Romanelli. Let's make it about the trade deadline because there is a lot going on right now. We have two teams in vastly different um, directions, going in different directions. And let's start with the Cubs. The Cubs changed their tune recently based on how they've been playing. Yeah, you go from uh, sellers uh, 10 days ago to buyers because they've won eight of their last nine. And all of a sudden they've picked up Candelario from uh, Washington. Uh, a solid third baseman who uh, hits better against lefties, uh, which is a huge bonus for the Cubs, which leads me to believe, even though Patrick uh, Wisdom can hit the dingers, I I think his time with the Cubs is lessening greatly, Mm. uh, just based on his inability to hit left-handers. And I think Candelero, as a switch hitter, Imagine putting him and Hap back-to-back switch hitting. You now can't pick your poison because both guys can flip. So I think that'll be an interesting card for Ross to play. He plays a solid third base. I believe he's hitting a, like 260 or so. Um, 
maybe a little bit more. Uh, for some reason, I have 260 in my head. I can't remember off the top of my head. You're, and you're, ta- you're talking about Can- uh, Candelario? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. Candelario is actually a smidge under 260. He's at yep. 258 right now. Yep, there it is. Yep, and a 121 WRC. Uh, so I'm pretty excited that he's actually, for those of you who remember, that he's back. He was with the Cubs for a very short time. Sure was. Made his MLB debut with the Cubs back in 2016. Now, um, when you look at Candelario, it's it's interesting because you've mentioned on previous shows that if there was anything that they needed to go and do um, this trade deadline, it was maybe sure up the corner spots. And certainly Candelario could be your everyday third baseman, which is great. Um, But as a result of them winning eight straight recently and putting themselves four games behind, um, in the in the NL Central, now we're in a situation where they've come out and said, Stroman, we're not trading him. Bellinger, we're not trading him. How does that affect how these guys are treated in the offseason when if they're not trading them now, maybe you think they would resign them? I, I think that there is a tremendous uh, chance for uh, Bellinger to get resigned. I don't see him going anywhere. I said to you before, as he settled into first base, I 100% believed that they were going to keep him there. Uh, he looks like a net, and I know he's not a natural first baseman, but he sure has picked it up really well. Uh, I think between him tearing up the National League right now and the fact that he's such a leader, uh, both in the clubhouse and on the field, I find it very, very difficult for them to pull to trade him and get near his value. So him, I wholeheartedly believe that they signed. Strowman, who we all loved at the beginning of the year, the first half of the season, um, uh, myself included, um, he has fallen off a bit and he's not done well his last six starts. His ERA is over six and a half. That's disconcerting. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, hold my tongue on what they do with him until the end of the season. Because if he has another six starts and he's over six, there's no way they're resigning him. If he comes back to, I don't want to say the old Stroman, like good Rex, bad Rex, that's not the deal. But if he's stronger in the second half, then yeah, they do resign him. Right now, I, I think he's got more to prove than he believes. They love his heart. Everybody loves him. Everybody realizes how good of a dude he was. I remember saying at the beginning of the year, I didn't know if he was all all flash and no fire. And he was able to pitch a hell of a first half, ultimately would have started the All-Star game. Chose to rest. And I'm not saying that that backfired on him because no one can get too much rest, especially with what they do at the major league levels. He needed that rest. Um, So that was a smart, smart choice on his part. And things just haven't gone his way second half so far. No, no, they haven't. And, and and it makes you wonder, you know, can this team catch up to Milwaukee and Cincinnati? Of course. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing those teams go on their occasional hot streak, go back to being the teams we thought they were, kind of a band, back and forth sort of thing they have going on. But if if you can't count on Stroman for the rest of the season, it leads me to believe that it may be in their best interest in the next 24 hours, next 23 hours or so to reinforce that rotation or do something else. I can't imagine 
that if you have committed to saying we're not trading Bellinger, we're not trading Stroman, this can't be the only move. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be. They have, they seem to do a really good job, the Cubs, they almost always have, of staying really, really quiet mm. and then making a move. This Because it was within the last two hours that, hey, there was a report from Rosenthal out of ESPN that um, there's a potential that uh, Candelario is on the move. And by the four o'clock news, he was traded. You heard nothing from the Cubs. The only thing you heard, what like legitimately heard is like maybe two days ago, it was the Cubs are in on, on Otani. You mean like the other 29 teams? That wasn't news. Right. Like that was not news. They did, however, come out and say, to your point about Ballinger, they did come out and say, he's off, he's off the table. He's off, he's off the market. Right. So he isn't going anywhere. And I do believe that that's the right move, both for the short term and the long term. Um, so, yeah, he's he, Ballinger's not going anywhere. Strowman, I don't think he's going anywhere, but he's got he's got some work to do. He does. Um, I, I and I here's why the other reason I believe that. And then I'll, then I'll let you go. Sorry, I'll let you talk. Um, <laughs> You're good. Um, when Hendricks came back from his injury. Everybody was worried. His first start and a half were not very good. And then he figured out his stuff and he's been, he's been solid. So Stroman has flipped the, the script and he started out well and is not doing well. Even, even Tyone was everybody, myself included. I couldn't stand him. I thought that trade was, or that pickup was horrible. And now Tyone has turned it around. So, so your, your number one is the one struggling the biggest, the most. Um, I still don't understand what they did with Wisniewski and Smiley the other day. If I was Hayden Wisniewski, I would have been pissed. We're calling you up from Iowa to pitch an inning and a half or two innings, and, and now you got to go. Oh, my God, did that bug me. But that's also what's, what I have finally liked. It's taken, it's taken Ross this long to grow himself a pair because he got ejected twice in those two weeks and he's done with Fulmer. And I, and that's why they called up. Um, oh my God, I just lost it. That, that's why they called him up. Uh, yeah. What was Yeah. Yeah. That's why they called Wesneski up. They're done. They're done with Fulmer. That dude hasn't pitched in forever. He's lost the Cubs trust completely. He'll get garbage time if there is any. Right. Because right. as far as I'm concerned, and as far as the Cubs are concerned, with Milwaukee also adding, was it Santana? Um, the Cubs have to play playoff baseball from here on out. They can't. They can't watch these standings. They've got to win. You you have to win. You you put yourself in too far of a hole in April. And I said it. Everybody says it. You can't win in, in April, but you sure as hell can lose. And if they lose the if they lose a wild you know the wild card by a game and a half, they're going to kick themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Candelario right now is the sole Cubs move as we get close to the deadline here within the next 22 hours um, going to the Nationals in the deal. Infielder Kevin Maid, who um, was at the high A level South Bend with the with the White Sox, or excuse me, with the Cubs. And then um, DJ Hers, who is a starting pitcher who was at AA Tennessee. So, and, and, who um, was the, and who was the DJ on Sunday at the White Sox game? The, <laughs> it was, uh, what was the, uh, what DJ was the DJ's Jay? name? J I'm like J O, but that wasn't it. No, it was like, what was the DJ? J was, Oh man. J we were we were literally we remembered his name when we were at the game yesterday or yeah. Sunday. J oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> DJ Chicago J the eleven of you listening that go to White Sox games uh, they have DJs. A, yeah, they have DJs. In between innings, uh, which is bananas to me, um, but I don't it. hate. Don't hate. I, I don't hate. I you know every every it's, team every team has something. The Cubs have their organ players. J J Funk. That's it. J Funk, which DJ is literally Funk. like the most yeah like, ironic name. Yeah, J Funk. Like, come on, that, that sounds like one of those like. Um, old uh, Ted detectives in the old movies. Hi, right, I'm I'm Jay Funk. You know, that's one of those. <laughs> Jay Funk. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mister Funk. Um, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> there you go. Um, speaking, speaking of, I I need to. I'll send you pictures of. Uh, I was thinking for our new show, um, like a picture of like a 1920s baseball player in the background or something like it, the shadow of somebody. Oh yeah. With, with, yeah. With the mustache. I'll send you a few of the pictures. Maybe. We, <laughs> maybe send we, yeah. Maybe we change the logo a little like the, <laughs> like a field of dreams ghost kind of behind the card. Who knows? Yeah. Um, like a, a good Roy Liotta thing yeah, going on. Yeah. yeah. Great. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Um, I, I will say for all the tra- tra- trade deadline stuff going on in Chicago, a lot of it, is on the south side. Rick Hahn has been busy on the phones. I don't think the guy's got a lick of sleep in the last three days because he's wheeling and dealing. Um, it, what What is just entirely different with the Sox situation, obviously with the Cubs, as we all know, when they sold, when they did their sell-off, which was, when, when was it, Romanelli? I think it was the winter of 21. Yep. They did their sell or excuse me, the summer deadline of 2021. They did their sell-off. And I think the messaging there was always we're doing this now to kind of put this new retool or rebuild into high gear, really kick it in high gear. So our fans don't have to wait again for another five, six years while we rebuild. Quite frankly, some of these moves we're seeing out of the white Sox and what we're hearing from Rick in the front office is that I think they're going to mimic that plan that the Cubs had in 21, 22, based on what we're seeing. I, I agree that the difference is Han is moving quicker and much more swiftly than than uh, Jed did, because you don't see Cubs players waiting in the dugout. You don't see them crying. You don't. There, there's those guys because the Cubs won the World Series when they did and how they did, and that for as long as that group was together, they were they were legit like family. This White Sox team has been there. There hasn't been enough of a bond between players on that team. I don't believe, and they didn't. It's almost like they didn't have anything to fight for. There was nobody that had any had each other's backs. And while that may not be the case 
privately, it was publicly. I don't necessarily know that you knew any two or three guys that were really tight friends wise. Uh, you, you know that behind the scenes that a lot of those guys are super tight and they're going to become lifelong friends. You know that or they already have been or already are. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point there that I want to put a pin in because I want to come back to it because that's crucial to talking about what is coming up for the White Sox. First, let's go through the laundry list of what they have accomplished so far coming up to the trade deadline. The very first move that they made, a huge one, is they sent uh, starting pitcher Lucas Giolito and reliever Ronaldo Lopez to the Angels. Um, in return, they got catching prospect Edgar Caro and left-handed starting pitcher from the minors, Kai Bush, both uh, top prospects from the Angels, their second and third top prospect when they were with the Angels. That was move number one. Move number two is they sent Kendall Graveman to the Astros and in return got catching prospect Corey Lee. Uh, Corey Lee was the fifth-rated prospect in the Astros system. And then another big trade right after that, they sent to the Dodgers, pitcher Lance, Lance Lynn and reliever Joe Kelly. And from the Dodgers, they got three players, one of which will be familiar to Sox fans. They got prospects Nick Nestrini, who is a starting pitcher. They got relieving reliever prospect Jordan Leisure. How about that for a last name? Jordan Leisure. And then the third player was old friend Trace Thompson, who was with the White Sox back in 2018. I believe it was, if I'm correct. I kind of want to find it now. 2015. So quite a while. Um, but uh, this is the first of many moves. Uh, from every indication that we're seeing, there is still uh, a couple of relievers that could be on the move from the White Sox. Um, the rumors are rumors, folks, right? Let's not take anything to heart. But we have rumors that the Marlins have been looking and talking about Tim Anderson. We have rumors that the Brewers have been talking about Eloy Jimenez with the Cubs. That's Bru awesome. Rumors are flying left and right, and there's still a lot of time to go. Um, and you're here looking at me like Anthony, it's 23 hours in the baseball world. And when there's a trade right. deadline, that's a lot of time. So um, here's, here's how, here's how I'll sum up this, this trade deadline for the White Sox. And number one, um, I think fans probably feel like it's disheartening and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't feel that. And here's why you and I Romanelli have talked a lot about this white Sox team, a lot about this team being just frustrating all year long for the last really two and a half years. I mean, at this point, I think I'm so numb to all of that, that I'm actually energized by these moves. I'm energized knowing that if you look at the top prospects list for the white Sox right now, their number one prospect is Colson Montgomery. Their second is Brian Ramos. If you look at the next of the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, four of them were just acquired. Yeah. Now they their farm system, according to um, an MLB pipeline writer, um, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. Um, he and his ratings had them at the 26 overall farm system. And just after this week, they're up to number 12 on his rankings. I mean, that that's pretty impressive and we're not done yet. So um, I am the eternal optimist when it comes to baseball. I'm the hopeless romantic when it comes to baseball. And I am very excited about what they're bringing to the table. Um, I would like to think that you learn from your mistakes. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to, um, you know, hold Rick Hahn against the wall right now and give him a hard time about any of this until it is done. We still have 23 hours. Now here is 
there's two things. Not one of them of which you mentioned earlier, but before we do that, Dylan Cease is getting a lot of attention. There's a lot of people calling for Dylan Cease. He has two years of control left. He's 27. He's Cy Young level pitcher on a good year, and they're getting a lot of calls. Now, all reports are indicating that the White Sox are listening, but are not inclined to trade them or to trade him. And I'm getting a lot of questions in the last two days. Should they trade him? Should they trade them? And I'm here to tell you that they should trade Dylan Cease. I agree. And the reason I say that, and I feel like you already know what I'm going to say, Romanelli. The reason I say that is if you look at the trade deadline market right now, folks, people are getting top prospects back for relief pitchers, for one-year rental starting pitchers. This is a hot market that you can guarantee will be there in a year that you can't guarantee will be there over the offseason. If you want to do what the Cubs had done and really, you know, force the issue and put this retool, you know, on a fast track, you need to cash in when you can. And I love Dylan C's and it hurts me in my soul to say that he needs to be gone, but this is the time to do it. I, I agree. Um, for a little different reason than you. Um, mm. well, to a little bit of a different reason. One, I no longer believe in Rick Hahn at all. I don't think he knows what he's doing based on looking at his track record, three winning seasons in the last 13. And you've gotten rid of five guys. Um, Giolito got lit up too by the Angels, or uh, in his first start with the Angels, by the way. Uh, not mm. that that means that that was a good trade getting rid of him because I still liked him. But if I'm Dylan Cease and I'm and I and I take a serious look at Han's track record, and I'm 27, and I know I can go somewhere else and win, or somewhere else and compete, because I don't know how long it's going to be before the White Sox compete again, because they are. They are ultimately in a rebuild now. And if I'm Dylan Cease and I'm a Cy Young level pitcher, I don't want to stay. So, you know what? If, I, if I'm Dylan Cease, I'm talking to my agent. I don't need top money. You know, yes, I'd like top, top money. But maybe top tier money. Give me top tier money with the Dodgers. Give me top tier money with Houston. Give me top tier money with Cincinnati or, or Milwaukee or somebody who's legitimately competing for a, a World Series ring, I, I would ask to be traded. I would, I would not make it public, but I would ask because right now Rick Hahn, I, I, don't, I don't think he, he knows what he's doing. I just don't. Like, like I would love the same way they sat down say a Suzuki with the Cubs when they sat him down, they're like, here's our plan. Here's what you're going to do. Here's where we see ourselves at this time and this time. And I said to you, I thought Ross was on a short leash. Had they lost eight in a row, Ross would be gone. You know that as well as I do. Um, and I, th I do, I think since he got ejected and started swearing and all that stuff there, he, like he lit, he lit the fire under his own butt to get everybody else moving. Um, Pedro Gafal, the poor dude, uh, just had every guy injured all year long. And that's not his fault. Um, at the same time, 
Rafal's got, I'm sorry, uh, Han's got to, I think, be active sooner. He should have done more stuff sooner. Just, you know what? It's time and let's go. And Dylan Cease is the one who, in my eyes, from the White Sox, goes in, in the last five to three to five hours. You know, we wake up and Dylan Cease is with the Yankees or whomever. Um, but I, I, but I agree with you that he needs that he should go. Just a different reason. I'm just I'm no longer sold on Rick Hahn. After after watching how good you can be in Theo Epstein, like that dude, he took two franchises, two Boston and Chicago, who never won anything. There's not a there's not a GM that shouldn't be in that dude's ear 24 seven. And I'm not just talking. I'm just not talking Cubs. I'm not talking at all. How, right. how, how he did that and how that man thinks. Why are more people not talking to him? Well, there's a reason why he works for the sport now. Correct. Correct. Well, I'll tell you this about the White Sox, and I'll leave it at this as we kind of consider what they'll do over the next 24 hours is um, you mentioned the injuries. You mentioned the team not clicking. Um, it's very evident that that's the case, that that clubhouse culture is not where it needs to be. And and I don't necessarily blame that on on Pedro Griffol either because no. I, I do think he comes in knowing how to run a club. I think he has the right attributes, the right temperament to lead a team. But I think he came into a team as already constructed with guys that did not mesh. And I'll tell you something right now. I don't want 26 all-stars. I don't want 26 stud players. I don't want 26 players who have all the potential and ability in the world. I want 26 guys who know what it's like to be on a team, to pull for each other, that play really sound fundamental baseball. I don't need boppers. I need guys that hit 270, that get on base at a 350, 400 clip. That's all I need and a good pitching staff to win a championship. So we talk about, you know, folks on the team now, like Zach Remillard came up with the gentleman when we were at the game yesterday, sitting around after Len Casper talked, you know, he brought up Zach Remillard being, being a, a stud right now. He's not blowing you away with home runs. He's not no. any, he's not going to crush 30, 40 home runs, but he's someone who's going to put effort into every play. Who's going to study bust his ass to make sure that he knows that his head's in the game all the time. And if you give me 26 Zach Remillards, we'll be in a fundamentally different place. I firmly believe. I that. agree. I I agree. I would also fly down to Tampa Bay to figure out how they do it year after year after year. I know they've kind of fallen, um, but for years Tampa had the right mindset and was doing all the right things. And people are like, "How the hell are they keep winning? How do they keep winning?" The only name I, to this day, I still know out of or have memorized out of Tampa is Ava Longoria. He's the mm -hmm. only name that's that's synonymous with that franchise to me yeah yeah it, it it's it's uh it's funny too because you know I, the Rays thing always interests me because you know they always say if you trade with the Rays, don't because right. <laughs> they know something about your player that they're giving yeah. you are they winning they winning they want to give them up right so right. um it, it's a very interesting notion what they're doing there is something that you know as we get into as we get into the lineup the lineup card um more and more I'm certain the Rays will be coming up soon, especially as we get to the playoffs. Um, so, folks, um, this is kind of the last time we're talking only Cubs and only Sox exclusively, which is crazy to think about. Um, 
what I'm kind of wondering, Romanelli, is I know earlier we said we may take a week off, a week off, but uh, I think I want to give the people what they want. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if we come back next week and uh, you and I uh, put the trade deadline moves under a microscope across the league, you can maybe pick three or five of our most impactful trade deadline moves and which ones are going to help their teams the most. How does, uh, how does something like that sound? That sounds good. Uh, I actually was thinking the same thing. Um, I think it's a really good idea because what will happen is, so Candelaria wasn't on the Nationals list and all of us or their lineup and now all of a sudden boom he's gone so you know he's not playing today or but he may play tomorrow he may very well play tomorrow right or at least, at least the next time they have a left-handed um pitcher coming up against them the cubs so uh yeah i think it's really i think it'll be really good like we already know i, I mentioned giolito did not have a good outing right away but let's see like i want to see like there has has there been a major major splash do you know who's looking to leave? Uh, Justin Verlander. No, what is he? That they're they're in talks, and Houston Astros are talking to the Mets about him. Oh my God! I know it, it was Scherzer that I've heard. He's just oh, he, and his yeah. last outing was was bananas. He was like I think it won eight innings, no runs or something. Well, Scherzer folks did move to the Rangers. Rangers did pick up Max Scherzer. Um, obviously, Steve Cohen. I didn't the know Mets. that. Yes, yes, that did happen yesterday. Uh, Steve, uh, Matt Scherzer, Matt, Max Scherzer went to the Rangers. Of course, Steve Cohen ate a ton of money to make that work because he can. Um, Something we'll talk about, obviously, next week as we talk about the trade deadline moves and which ones are going to most impact their teams uh, for the next couple months as we push towards the playoffs. But, folks, as always, make sure you find our show, whether it's this one and the old episodes or the new lineup card show uh, on YouTube where we have video podcasts available to you all the time. Make sure you check us out there and subscribe um, and make sure you listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Google, Apple, um, antenna radio. I don't really think that happens anymore, but if it's Thanks, there, man. great. You're, you're, yeah. You're whatever you want. You're your Walkman, you know, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you got, whatever you got. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for following us, folks. We appreciate the support as always. We look forward to kind of having you over as we uh, move to a really exciting uh, a new new project. So take care, everyone. Until next time, go White Sox. Go Cubs. Take care. Everybody.